welcome to episode 76 of Flights. Football. And anything else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, better than most. Not as good as some, sir. How are you? Not as good as Helio Castroneves. Castroneves, I think is how it is. Anyway, close enough. But Yeah, it was a good try. Anyway, he uh, fourth yeah. oldest and fourth to win four. Indianapolis 500s, following A.J. Foyt, Al Unser Sr., and Rick Mears. Really? So fourth oldest, the fourth to do it, and the four-time champion. So play fours, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's And, you know, all those other drivers, for some reason, I must be getting older and not paying attention more. I've heard of all the other drivers. Why haven't I heard of this guy before? Because uh, nobody... Well, nobody in this country pays attention to IndyCar racing. Worldwide is actually bigger. You know, the Indy, IndyCar Formula One stuff Sure, it actually is bigger than it is here in the States. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, well, that And A.J. Foyt, Al Unser Sr., and Rick Mears are all Americans. I used to, oh, I'm okay. guessing yeah, he, yeah, Helio yeah. Kessner Neves <laughs> is not. I used to have an A.J. Foyt hat. Did you really? Yeah. AJ Foyt actually was a, was a dual guy. He actually ran NASCAR and Indy. Yeah, but I don't know if I had an Indy hat or a NASCAR hat, but it doesn't matter. I used to have. I, I, hated I remember AJ I used Foyt. to have that hat. I hated AJ Foyt. Why? Just didn't what did like ever him. do to you? Because I didn't like him. I just you know. <laughs> um, but All yeah. Right. Anyway, hey l- listeners, if you hear the birds ch- chirping in the background, you're just gonna have to deal with it, I guess, because North Studio. The day before Memorial Day, flights, football, and anything else is back outdoors. Beautiful, beautiful Memorial Day weekend. It wasn't looking good Friday and no. Saturday, but no. um, Sundays, this certainly is a beautiful day. Gorgeous. And like I say, you know, the, the birds are happy because of it. So just suck it up and deal with it, listeners. If you hear the birds in the background, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Just listen to it and enjoy it. Maybe it'll drown out my stupidity who knows (laughs) no no um so you know what we want to talk about is uh you know on the pod if you've been listening all along you know we've we've tried a lot of austin brothers beers and mike and i have enjoyed every one of them pretty much and uh there was i think there was one that was pretty too sweet for you i think it maybe and i I rated it a uh, 3.30 so that was maybe still a solid rating Yeah, yeah yeah for sure but uh, we've always said, hey, we want to go up. We want to go up. Just awesome. I don't know. There's some, there was some attraction to wanting to go up and, and see these guys. Maybe because of the cool cans. Uh, they seem to really, you know, do it yeah. up. I've said that before yep. on it with the artwork and the, the way that they market their cans. But uh, lo and behold, what happened? Lo and behold, what happened was we finally made our pilgrimage north to Austin Brothers Beer Company in Alpena, Michigan. Um, as, listen to segment two, you'll get the exact address, because oddly enough, it's not on this can like it is on normally every other can of Austin Brothers. So, uh, Blake, you should have fixed that, because I could have given the address right here. Anyway, it's on uh, in Alpena, Michigan. And, and actually, Dave and I really feel like the boys at Spit and Chicklets, because... Segment two is actually an interview that we pre-recorded this morning. Yep, had a tasting at 9 a.m. 9 a.m., and like my, my buddy at the Fishman always says, 
you don't, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> so, um, so we, we, we had, uh, Blake Austin. Yep. Of Austin Brothers Beer Company came down. This was all set up by a guy I work with, David Rushing, and his lovely wife, Emily. And Emily's father, Jim Johnston, who works for Huron. Is president well, and yeah, owner yeah, of president Huron owner Distributing. Here on Distributing, who distributes Austin Brothers Beer up in that area. And Dave, you know, Alpena's a smaller town. And, you know, Dave's, you know, Dave's a big shot. He's a legend. You know, he pulled some strings for us. And... He, you know, he's friends with uh, Blake and got Blake to come in on a Sunday morning, even though his daughter had a dance recital, came in, made time for Dave and I, greatly appreciate it. Jim, thanks for providing the uh, warehouse and the tour of your warehouse. Very clean, beautiful warehouse. Emily, wonderful hostess. And Dave, that's a, that's the quietest I've ever heard or, or not heard <laughs> Dave in the 20 plus years I've worked with him. But hey. Um, so that segment too is a little different than what Dave and I usually do, and you know we, we try three of uh, the Austin Brothers beers, and Blake gives us a little bit of a behind the scenes peek, if you will, and we don't really rate the beers. We we said, hey, yeah, this is a good one, this, you know, but you know, segment two you'll find that out. But I mean, like I said, I really feel like uh, yeah, Paul Bissonette or Ryan Whitney or the Admiral because. That's how they start their show. You know, they start out with the here and now, like you and I are doing. Yep. And then they go to an interview, mm -hmm. and then they come back and close it out. And that's just actually exactly what we're doing. And it was a great interview. I mean, anybody yeah. that wants to know some of the ins and outs of uh, the microbrew industry, um, I mean, Blake, he didn't shy away from talking about a lot of aspects yeah. of it. So uh, yeah. very, very, very interesting. And if you go north, I beg of you, let, you know, when I talk about television shows, and it's like, hey, this is a great show. You got to watch this, yada, yada, yada. If you're ever in the area, Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 8, possibly Friday and Saturday are going to extend hours to 9 or 10 at night. But right now, Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 8. If nothing, I don't even care if you don't even want beer, you're working, you don't like beer, you hate beer, whatever. You got to go to Austin Brothers Beer Company and get an order of French fries. Without question, <laughs> maybe the greatest French fries I've ever eaten. I, I, and I, and I, I mentioned that in segment two in the interview. I mean, they were, I won't spoil the segment no, two, the but they were spectacular. In, the, the food in, in general was fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, he, he said they have a lot of people come there and they don't even, they don't even order beer. They just get, they, they're yep. there for the food. Uh, and I think we just said, you know, 76 episodes in, I think we may have just set a record for longest before introducing the first beer on the thing. I think so. And oddly That's enough, okay. it's an Austin Brothers selection. Hey. Uh, what we have here is Hoplock IPA. Can is very cool, and we mentioned that in segment two, so I won't discuss the can graphics too much, other than it's two wrestlers, and there's a, like almost a uh, arm bar or figure four leg lock or whatever, and this is called Hoplock IPA. Comes in at a 11.4% and an eye-popping, staggering IBUs of 125. I don't know if it's the pod high, but it's got to be up there. Oh, it's got to be, be, be up there. And in fact, that's the one question I wish I would have asked him in segment two. Damn it. If would we, I, 
we kind of sort of know IBUs, international veteran issues. I get it. But oh, yeah. He, yeah, we could have gotten some it, more yeah, clarification yep, on that. Yeah. And we forgot. This monster triple IPA is aggressively dry hopped with citra and mosaic hops. Put your taste buds in a figure four hop lock and make them tap out. I See, that's why I said the can. I said an arm bar or a figure four. So, all right, without further ado, I know my buddy Larry's really interested in this pour, so we want to get to the pour here. In our store-bought, restaurant-bought Austin Brothers Beer Company glasses. Cheers. Cheers. And that's the same glass that my sister got yep. me. So that's the same material those glasses are made from. Oh, yeah. The hoppy notes hit mm. you right in the face. Oh. Yes. See, but at 125, I was expecting more like. <laughs> but I t I'm telling you what, that's because our our, our palate has changed over the last mm -hmm. year and a half. Our palate has changed through this evidence of this, um, the Hazel's nuts, uh, some of the other you know the beers we've tried uh, when we first uh, started getting into the IPAs and the uh, the higher you know the more bitter uh, beers. That's good. Yeah, and uh, very good flavor for... Uh, I didn't get bitter beer face, though. No, not at all. And... Um, yeah, you're speechless. Yeah, I'm, I'm very speechless because it's... Uh, goes down... I can't call it a lawnmower beer at 11.4%. No. I'd end, up, I'd end up running over my oh, foot Mike, or something. There's yeah. nothing lawnmower-ish about this. No, your, but, it, but it's, it's pleasant, though. I mean, it, for 11.4%. Your lawn would look like Emily says uh, Dave's lawn looks like. It's just in a big figure eight. That adds character, though. The neighbors are like, wow, I wonder if he meant to do that. But yeah, it's a figure eight. Hell yeah, I meant to do it. But yeah. This, I mean, this is an IPA. This is, I mean, there's there's no, oh. you don't get any you know, mango or cherry or, or fruit flavors. I mean, this is an IPA. Yeah, there's. And they don't they don't beat around the bush on the can. They're just they're going for the if you like hops, this is your beer. Right. I hope I can find this somewhere as easily as I because this this may rival Fog Cutter because everybody knows uh, Fog Cutter is my favorite IPA. But yeah, well, like know. yeah, well, and you said too. You know, sometimes you get a you know you get a Fog Cutter that's out of this world and sometimes you get one that's kind of like eh. i'm glad i got a four pack of this because i might drink two more of these I, I, you know <laughs> by segment three luckily it's technically only two segments today because the second segment's already been recorded because if i sneak in the third and the fourth can of this i may not make it through our, our third segment um what do we got to round out this first yeah, segment? Yeah, we're going though? to round out the first segment with uh, everybody's, yours and mine, and everybody's favorite segment. And you know what? I had one. Because if, if the listeners who, you know, our loyal listeners out there who listen to episode 75, Knew I left the South Studio with the Edmonton Oilers up four to two on the Winnipeg Jets, and yours truly laying a goal and a half, thinking, "All right, finally off the schneid, I got a victory, big fella, yeah." Time it took me to walk home from the South Studio 
which is about a three minute walk, but depending on how much I drink during the pod, sometimes could be like a 12 or 13 minute walk. It just depends on, you know, how many times I bounce from curb to curb. I was going to say, it's a good thing there are curbs. Yeah, yeah, it's like bowling with uh, bumpers. It's like, okay, burp. <laughs> so, um, but by the, so, it, so anywhere from three to 13 minutes, however long it took me to get home from episode 75 from the Cell Studios. The Edmonton Oilers squandered a four to two lead. Actually, it was four to one at one point, and then Winnipeg scored while I, we were recording. Yeah, and it was four to four when I got there. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck this. And I sent you a text. I said, man, and, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm giving a goal and a half. And in overtime, you can't win by a goal and a half. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I hope Edmonton loses. Sure as shit, they did. And then two nights later, they were swept by the Winnipeg Jets. So. I'm only giving a sort of kind of partial, half-hearted fuck you because I think getting swept ah. trumps the fuck you that they get for me <laughs> on the podcast. But other than that, it was a great week. Rounded out with our uh, Alpina experience. But, you know, I wanted to keep the fuck you a segment alive, so I had it dialed in for Edmonton, but when they were swept... Yeah. It was like, all right, serves you right for getting swept for costing me money, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I'm. I, I really was trying to think of a fuck you, and I can't. I'm really. I, I've had a pretty good week. Um, I haven't had any. I didn't lay any bets on any teams, so I can't. I can't uh, give the old fu to any any sports teams that let me down. Now our lo- you know loyal listener Chuck McPeak's probably thinking. To himself, you know, because he really questions our, the validity of our fuck you. So he's like, well, wait a second. Shouldn't that be, you know, you made the bet. It's not It's not Edmonton's fault. They lost. You bet on him, so it's your fault. And I'm like, although, you know, hey. Yeah, but how do you tank a lead like that that's in the right. third period? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, so, yeah, that was justifiable. And um, Or maybe somebody got a notification or a text in the on the bench and said, oh, shit, you know, Peter's, yeah, Peter's put I, money on us. I'm sure that I bet you that is. And you know what? It, oh, going speaking back to the sports thing, it is so weird. And yet another, you know, all right, 76, 50 episodes have been COVID. No, I think probably 60 or more have been COVID episodes. Yeah. You know, cause, Roughly. And here's what I'm talking about. Like early on, and there's yet another who knows whatever early on the u.s was like the the bastard redheaded stepchild that was cast aside to the streets and nobody loved because they mishandled covid and butchered it and don't know what they're doing and yada yada blah 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 blah, blah. well now there were a hundred and four uh come on did, did, did the guy say 104 or 140 Anyway, there was a there was a hundred thousand plus yeah. at Indianapolis Motor Speedway today. <laughs> it was either one hundred and four or one hundred and forty. I can't. I just right. heard it like two hours, or no, <clears throat> six hours ago. But um, but regardless, it was a hundred thousand people. And then I'm I, I scroll. I'm like, all right, what other sports are on? And on my Direct TV, I channel two hundred five is a sports mix, and it gives you like, okay, on this channel, this sport event, blah, 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 blah. But this particular weekend, it's a uh, French Open, and they give you all the different courts of the French Open. Okay. No fans. (laughs) The North Division in the NHL. Right. 
no fans except game six when Montreal tied Toronto three games to three. There were 2,500 people allowed in the forum in Montreal. So now, again, a yet a, a COVID right. mystery. So how did we go to being the redheaded stepchild to now all of a sudden everything, basically everything essentially is full steam ahead. And again, I'm sure in October, November, uh, fuckface Fauci will come out and say, oh, there's, there's another strand <laughs> what of the- did you just call him? Fuckface Fauci. <laughs> And there's a new strand of the Bohemian Rhapsody swine <laughs> venereal flu that if you don't hang yourself upside down by your toes, your arms will fall off. Whatever. Um, but yet now these other countries, you know, Canada was the leader when it first started. Canada handled, and now Canada can't get out of its own way. Yeah. So the the whole thing I think is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I don't know. Just that, or just maybe, maybe COVID just doesn't like NASCAR, and it really likes tennis. And um, wouldn't it be the other way around though? Well, no. If it Could likes it? tennis, it's going to hang around tennis, and so they don't want people there to catch it. I'm saying it doesn't oh. like NASCAR, so it stays away from NASCAR, so people can go. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, then it must it must like hockey only north of the border or south of the border. Because well, they, they no, pack them in in Carolina. Well, no, <laughs> you're I'm they, saying it, you're like probably, in sardines. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, we're just, we're just, oh, and, you know, we're and, just spitting and, bullshit and, right and now. And Boston opened it up, and it's like in the same people. And this is, I, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart on everything. Right. I just don't see the end game to this particular conspiracy theory because. The same people that were like, oh, go in your basement, in the closet, on the deepest, darkest crevice of your home, put a blanket over your head, and stay away from everybody for as long as you can because the end is near and you'll die if you look at somebody outside without a mask. Oh, and by the are way, the same exact yeah. people that like, oh, isn't it great to see a full come There hasn't been no, and the, the, the thing is like, well, if you're fully vaccinated, you can, you can enter this without a mask. It's like, okay, not one person has asked me to, for any credentials. <laughs> and my, I will, I'm, I'm like, all right, fully vaccinated, I'm in. Yep. And not one person has asked for credentials. So there, I, but. I, I, <laughs> you're I, frustrated. I, I'm, I'm very frustrated because it's just baffling to me. And the change, and then like you, if there's an end game, it's like, all right, we're going to scare the population, so they start spending money because maybe nobody is spending money in places were going bankrupt, and now they scare the population. And everybody's spending money, so now businesses are open. Okay, that made sense. Like, well, we scared them into spending money. They're spending money, so whoo, crisis averted. But I don't understand, and like, I don't understand what this conspiracy would be, and yet. <laughs> It, I still feel there had to be a conspiracy because it's like there's nothing has changed. And like, <laughs> and it's like right now, okay, fully vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask outdoors. And July 1st, fuck it. Everybody just go maskless. It doesn't matter. So so what, is, today is what, May 30th? Yeah. So today's yep. May 30th. So what, what happens between May 30th and midnight June 30th? That says all of a sudden, like, uh, all right, Joe Schmo, 
you're not fully vaccinated. Well, okay, well, it's July 1st now, so fuck it. You don't have to wear a mask either. Uh, it, they may just be putting it out there and giving people a month to figure out, like, you know what? Uh, you have one month to either get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. And then, you know, if everybody's going maskless, then it's pretty much on you if you get sick or you or you die. Or, I mean, oh. I, you know what I mean? Giving them a one month's heads up, like, you know what I mean? Well, could they have done that in February 2020? Said, okay, hey, this is COVID. Lock your lock yeah, yourself they probably in the didn't door. Have, they, yeah, and, it's a, I, I mean, if you want an answer to this question, unless it's like you know, um, uh, we gotta get fuckface Fauci on this road. Right? <laughs> I like the triple F. That's just he it's such a, a middle school. <laughs> he, 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 threw, he threw a horrible first pitch at that game, or and it, like, come on, he deserves it. All right, and I don't even know if he did anything wrong, but it, you know, it, yeah, he, there's no, you know, there's no other three F's that apply, so I, I'm rolling with it. And, I, and nothing personal, nothing. What's his first name? Do you know, David? Oh, now that you now that you called him fuckface, I can't remember <laughs> what his first name is. Oh my god! All right, um, but uh, I don't know if you're if you're looking for an, an actual answer. I think it's just that political tug of war between who's right, who's wrong, where's the economy, you know, where are people at? Are people going to start getting super, so pissed off? You know, they're never going to vote any legislatures back into into their you know current position. Blah blah blah, and this whole freaking uh, COVID logic, you know, soup of decisions that you know at some point they're just going to have to say and a lot of people you know you talk to people about this that you know they've got more vaccines now than people are taking so it's just like hey now it's a choice now it's literally you're choosing to put yourself at risk so if everybody that's gotten vaccinated is protected you know and you've seen some things out there like moderna is claiming um if I pronounce that right, I hope I did, um, that it's, you know, their stuff is now that it seems to be 100% effective, whatever. So, you know, it's it's a choice, you know. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you know, we're going without masks. The economy so we're, is going. So that, this is almost like Darwinism revisited. A little bit, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, it seems like it. At least that's that's my take. All right. I, think I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question, Mike, or are you looking for an actual answer? Well, hey, I got the actual answer. But no, rhetorical. Rhetorical doesn't work well on a podcast. No, it doesn't because it's like a lot of dead air. Yeah, the, the listeners are like, "What's Dave doing? Is he going to answer or not?" So yeah, rhetorical doesn't work well on podcasting. But you ready to rate a hop lock? I am. You're first. Absolutely love it. Four point one one. Why you know? Why mix words and sugarcoat it? I'm just going to drop the four eleven on you. I've got to go. I think that's actually code in police terms. For, isn't it four one one something? It is. I think so. Yeah. All you was it Reno? What was the Reno show? That was show? Reno nine one one. Okay. <laughs> but I think I four, there was a there, one, yeah, one there's a four one one in progress. Yeah. Might be break. We're, we're going to call it breaking in. Right? Somebody will fact check <laughs> yeah. that. We got to have at least a couple things we throw out in this pod that aren't fact checked. Uh, okay, so you went with four one one. I was toying around the four. Now you know my palate is a little sweeter. Uh, when we get into the the triple digit IBUs, it's not something. It's not sessionable. It's not something I probably. I'm enjoying it. It's it's not the it's not the punch to the face I thought it would be. I'm gonna go three point nine five. Three point nine five. All right. So respectable, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah respectable. Well, fuck it. Three, nine, five, damn near a four. Right. Um, Is there, what do you got for Untap? Our fine folks at Untap and Hoplock being a newer entry into the uh, Austin Brothers Beer Company arsenal, only 575 check ins in Untapped. Oh, I did not beat the Untapped crowd. Son of a bitch. I was 4'11. Our, un- our 575 other folks at Untapped come in at 4.12. <laughs> um, and by the way, uh, call 411 for phone numbers and addresses for people and businesses. Check with your phone company to confirm the call. So if, I guess uh, 411 is basically information. Okay. So my, my rating is a- call for information, I guess. I thought, I thought it was a police call, but apparently it's not. All right, uh, second segment here. A little different uh, pod format for us. We are at Huron Distribution in Alpena, Michigan. Thanks to uh, co-worker David Rushing. David's sitting in the background. And Emily. And Emily is in the further background. We have Blake Austin of Austin Brothers Beer Company. And Jim Johnston, the president of Huron Distribution. Gentlemen. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome, and thank you for thank you. welcoming <laughs> us. Um, Thanks for having me. So, as the listeners would know, one of our favorite beers is Austin Brothers. And that's not blowing smoke up your, your ass, Blake, because you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> it's, the, it's the truth. Um, and Emily picked out a bunch of them, and then you narrowed it down, and we, we're going to sample the Cherry Bomb the Blood Brothers IPA, and the KVWN. Now, does the KVWN stand for anything, or is it just letters? Uh, it's <laughs> from uh, Anchorman, so KVWN. Oh, so well, that's where that, that, KVWN. I'm not stay, a Will Ferrell fan. That's why I didn't classy, get it. Okay. San Diego-style IPA. So it's a set. All right, yeah, so all right, Anchor Brother. Okay, shame on me. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan, so I No, we have a little little puns in some of oh, our yeah. stuff. If you, if you, like... I, I don't know. It's like I guess like having an inside joke, but yeah. like there's there's like little stuff we sneak in where it's like if you're paying attention, we the murky ones are easy because it's right. usually sure, affiliated sure. with something. Right. We'll throw stuff in where it's just mix it up, have fun, and like I don't know when you are you going to sample? Do you have, or no? If you get it, you I'm get good. It. Yeah, <laughs> you, get it, you get it. I'm, we're not going to really explain it for everyone. There's right. Right. Kind of like if you read the description, you kind mm-hmm. will kind of kind of get it. Yeah, um, I that was I'm feeling kind of dumb too. I should that I should have gotten. I don't know why. Yeah, I've gotten the uh, uh, um, a meme of, of Will Ferrell, and he's got some workout clothes, and he's on a he's got a, a wife beater. Uh, that's not PC, I'm sure, but he's he's uh, the meme has got him in his headband, and he's he's got a weight in his hand, and it says stay stay classy. Okay, yeah, I remember the line. Yeah, once you put it out, I was like. Yeah, no shit. I should have figured it out because I I have seen the movie, but I anyway. So we're gonna start with that one. So now, as I pour these, how did uh, the two of you get hooked up on the? So obviously you you brew it, yeah. Jim. You distribute it. So who came to who, or was it? Oh, we we were romancing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, I think David came by first. Yeah. He's like, because with uh, Coca-Cola, I think he was looking, he's like, oh, I heard these guys are coming in, and he showed, I think you showed up with alcohol the first, he's like, you <laughs> just showed up with beer. I was like, hey, dude, can we help you? He's like, I, I work for Coca-Cola, I brought, I brought presents, and I was like, oh. 
this is awesome. So, and then all of a sudden, we weren't getting a lot of work done because David was showing up with a lot of beer on multiple days through the week, just making sure that we were staying hydrated. We stayed hydrated and going to carry that Coca-Cola in the restaurant part. So, um, and then uh, Jim and Scott started showing up and there was word of us coming in and uh, I, I honestly thought I was going to have to like call and bake people to like carry our beer and I was getting hit up and I talked to some people and felt more comfortable. Okay. Like it sure. Way clicked with them and it was it was an awesome choice and they are largest distributor. So we uh, yeah, they right. do an awesome job and we keep growing. It's yeah. I I keep waiting for it to stop and it just keeps going. I'm like, well, okay. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Good thing. Yeah. So now, in my business, you know, you go out there and you you find what's new. What can I do? And what can I, that it would have been? It was a marriage made in heaven to get the local brewery selling it here, right? And you know, automatically, I would become his biggest market market. But then the other thing we did was not only did we become partners. But I also, we worked together and led them to other distribution, their network, which is the yeah. a, they're with all the AB wholesalers in the state. Yeah. And the AB wholesalers did not have any of the major micros. Oh, okay. We were Johnny come lightly to the party. And so Austin Brothers, and by with our group, gets treated with respect they have because in some cases, they're our biggest, our biggest micro. And, oh, okay. You know, like the boys up in the Sioux, uh, they love them because they didn't get bells and founders, yeah. and they do Mackinac Island. These guys are legends on Mackinac Island. Yeah, we, yeah, we that's do. That's awesome. Like, like, I won't go into the stories there of <laughs> my shenanigans, but yeah, I uh, I have some good times up there. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, uh, my mom, who listens to this, will appreciate this. Uh, we left one place in Mackinac Island that. My my son, my sister, and my aunt were just appalled that my my mom and I we could barely stand, much less walk to the boat to get back to the mainland. But anyway, that was another story. Um, so now, like as close as the two buildings are to one another, like you you guys obviously brew it, and then do you bring it here? Or do you got to do you send a truck over there to pick it up when it's ready? Yeah, they. I mean, they have a truck there almost every we day. We run back and forth yeah. just about every day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we have. I, I actually, yeah, I think Friday, like literally, especially during summer when it's popping, it's like, they're there every day. So they come and get stuff, bring it over, transfer it to the Indian River Warehouse and things. I mean, we just keep making beer as fast as we can. And um, yeah, Jim got us into other distributors. So I think there's, is there 26? 21. 21 warehouses throughout um, Michigan with the AB network. And then... Um, the fu- the funny thing is, like, people don't realize actually how, for someone like Jim, what what is your craft beer sales like compared to domestic? It's it's so minuscule. Like some of right. these, right. is like only five percent of their sales are, are yeah, craft between, beer. Six, between uh, between six to five percent. Yeah. You okay. Know, and, they, and there's you know they get but that's northern Michigan. Yeah. And the farther south right. you get, you know, you get down in the fifteen to twenty percent, but sure. it's still like yeah. if you're taking a 
pie graph, it's right. still oh, yeah, just for a sure. pretty small sliver. So there's definitely a lot of room for craft to grow, and obviously it's happening because, like I said, I didn't know how much upward volume we could get up in northern Michigan because the population's pretty, besides tourism right. and stuff, I mean, yeah. it's pretty much locked in, and we keep, even in the winter, like, we, we just keep doing better and better, so it's kind of cool to see that people are getting, and that's our goal with all these beers. I mean, I think right. we made 100 beers last year, it, new releases, so. Well, that's 100. Um, yeah, something crazy. It was something crazy like that. It was like, a, I'm almost right. positive it was over 100 because we I was like, wow, we got a lot of stuff going on. But the way uh, that you brew your beer, you do have like a beer for everybody. That, uh, wheat, yes. you have a lighter. That's my beer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that. that's the goal. Like you, because we have the restaurant and I right. heard you guys went yes. there last yeah, night. Yeah, food's delicious. Dave was supposed to get us a tour, but never showed up till, <laughs> till he texts me we, after the fact. We have people that just show up for the food. So... And it's weird because the Western burger was phenomenal, and the French fries. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what you cook those fries in, but those, those well, fries are. It, it, they were. They were. They were perfect. I, they were. Perfect. I. I know. I cooked your fries because I was on that station last night, so I, I dusted it with salt. <laughs> right. Salt bay. All right. Well, the so, fries. And yeah. then I don't know if you want to share the secret since you brought up the restaurant and, um, you know, if not, I understand. What is in the ketchup? Oh God! Everything. Uh, it's tomato sauce, tomato paste. Nutmeg. Um, actually, there's no nutmeg. I got a little nutmeg flavor. Uh, Dave, um, Dave, Dave thought it was applesauce. I uh, I thought there was because of the the texture and it was it was it, molasses. Um, that's it. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was spectacular. Brown sugar, well, white sugar, you know, rice, rice, uh, vinegar, apple cider vinegar. There's the apple. Um, God damn. There, I like... There, okay. There's more. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the, the ketchup was... And then, like I say, the fries... <laughs> started, the started. first time ever, I, I didn't... They were so good and so rich. I actually put some to go because I could not finish it because otherwise I wasn't going to be able to finish my beer. That's how good they were. And that I never leave food Priorities. on my plate. I never leave food on my plate. But they, they were delicious. So excellent job there. Cheers. Well, Blake's an excellent cook. I mean, that might be a secret, <laughs> a secret, but the dude can cook. All right. Yeah. So now you said you've released 100 beers over the, you know. It was something like that. It was, I mean, we're, I don't, I would have to look, but like. No, not. But, I'm going from the start of our canning line through, okay. which was uh, 2019 around July. And then we started releasing right. and then all these specialties we get to do now is awesome. We used to bottle. Yes. That's where we started with the, the Paralyzer. And the the woody wheat and the paralyzer and then a, a milkman stout. Milk grout. Yeah. Yep, yeah, the, the milk grout stout. stout. Yep. Yeah. Those, yeah. That, those are our first three. Yeah, we had, we forty fiber. It was woody forty fiber milk grout. We might have put paralyzer in a bottle for a second, but maybe uh, okay. It was the it was, it was the forty fiber. Yeah, forty fiber was like those were our core brands starting off for the first like two three years, and then uh, we had so many popular specialties that were draft exclusives like the murky series started and uh they were going well on draft and there was opportunity and we were kind of outgrowing our bottling line and so we went all in on the fastest canning line i could get and fit in the footprint okay. we had so right. 
does like 65 cans a minute. So oh, all right. yeah, it, it cranks. Like we can clear a tank in like four or five hours where our bottom line would have took 15. Right. Yeah, oh, 15 then, hours, which, yeah. So super fast, efficient, like it, it, it's awesome. And we get to, so the th problem with bottles is you have labels and then you have to put them in something where cans, you can take mm -hmm. a can, blank can, put a label on it, uh, pack tech, and you can put it on the shelf, good to go. Right. So okay. there, the amount of packaging I would have to buy for the minimums to put the uh, six pack holders in. Yep. I mean, we're talking 10,000, like, to, I think I priced out every new brand you wanted to launch would be like something like 10,000 bucks in packaging cost to commit. And there's not enough volume to move through that stuff. So right. like with these specialty releases, it, it didn't never make sense to do it in bottles. So in okay. your party stores, that's why the shelves are all cans. Primarily, yeah, or yeah, going and, and people use the, mo the mobile canning people yeah. that come in and like they use the cans because of how it works. So, well, two things I noticed when we were there yesterday, you talked about your footprint on that piece of property. It looks like you've got space to grow. We have like ten acres. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Lots and we're of good. Space. Yeah, yeah, we got like there's a lot. And it looks room. like you're starting. You've got some stuff going uh, for your beer garden. Yeah, we did the. 24 taps got installed yeah, yep, right yep. that got literally got done on friday oh really okay. and so we were trying to rush to get it done this weekend and just with delays with everything going on we couldn't get it done so um that'll be ready for july 4th so bars getting made we're extending the awning out yep so the line i don't know what time you guys were there but there was a line all day long yeah yeah we, you know it wasn't that long but how long was the wait i don't even know i was um, just we cooking were, as fast time as we got there about 5 30. Yeah. oh you came right in the heat of it yeah, we yeah. got there around 5 30 ish and she gave no, me she, she gave me the hand the, the buzzer and probably she said, my mom yeah she, she, there's two, <laughs> two tables in front of you and oh it was um, like we were that was turning tables it wasn't even it wasn't even 20 minutes okay and uh waitress was fabulous she was really nice nice um yeah the service everything was awesome there was Oh, thanks. No, top notch. Um, so, like, how many beers do you do at one time? Like, you, obviously, you can't have all hundred brewing. Oh yeah, uh, so we have uh, we have we have six six fermenters and three brights. So at one time, we could technically have nine different beers in the tank. Oh, and then yeah, all right. and then we clean them. Everyone at this is a big question that uh, like no one. I think really understands like there's not a tank that's specifically for a beer like once we put this beer in this tank it always has to be this beer so we do it a beer we clean it with crazy chemicals and stuff and like get the funny thing with brewing it's like 10% brewing and like 90% cleaning so you're just pretty much a professional cleaner <laughs> right so well you gotta put um, on quality product make yeah, sure yeah that's what I mean that's what yeah. like I mean, and um, my brother's awesome at it. I mean, I don't know if you know the backstory, but we're from Southern California. My brother brewed for, uh, uh, he actually went to brewmaster school, lived in Germany, got picked up by Ballast Point, brewed for Ballast Point for three years, and then Mother Earth Brew Co. and Vista for a year and a half and then we came out here and started our thing so yeah he's so are, are all of you brewmaster or is he just is he the main brewmaster he's the he does the beer i'm cfo on paper so i do all the business stuff okay so, so you i'm, I'm the business guy who now 
cooks food. I, I just happen to be really good at cooking. All right, so that's and the best so, Mike ever had. So when I ran, exactly when, when I ran when I ran golf courses, like I'm familiar with how kitchens operate and hit, and like I know the numbers right. part of it. And I just happen to be good home cook, and then out of necessity of helping ha- owning a restaurant, you have to jump in. And right. So now I just yeah. So I have an awesome group of guys that are um, lots of culinary school graduates sure. and stuff and we got an awesome team and we all pitch in and kind of put our own like little twist on stuff and come up with a cohesive like, I bet you if uh, Chef Ramsey stopped by he'd be impressed uh, the amount of food that pumps through our kitchen and like the quality oh, yeah. that comes out like 99 of course you're going to have like a couple mess ups here or oh, there like, right. but like 99.9% of the time I mean yeah we just bang it out and it's like pretty much the same every time yeah so yeah, I think he. I think he'd be impressed. I mean, like, <laughs> are you saw? Were you inside or outside? Did you see us banging food out of that? Pass? No, we're, we're outside. Of the uh, pass. Yeah, we, and then we. Have you ever face like are you inside facing? Because we have an open kitchen, so okay, yeah, you can see the us working. Yeah, it's people like it's kind it's an of an operation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. We have people come up <laughs> and go. Wow. <laughs> Good job, guys. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's when it's busy like a day like that. Like, right. it's pretty well, fun Dave and Blake are lagging behind, so I'm going to go ahead and All get right. into the Blood Brothers IPA. But I, the KBWN, I could drink that all day. That's exactly. So these beers, um, there's, it's kind of like a cross. It's like a, almost kind of like a filtered New England, but not okay. as much body. So soft hop delivery, lots of uh, whirlpool hops at the tail end, but it's filtered. So it's kind of like a cross. So this is the stuff like what, right when we when I lived in California, um, when my brother was down in San Diego, like society brewing, like some of these like kind of like a tip of the hat to those that style of beer, Alpine brewing before like they got the mass distribution back when they were in their little gas station spot up in Alpine, you would go up there and have like, kind of like a beer like this. And there's right. just a different process to it that we we don't put like the oats and stuff in this one mm-hmm. to get it to like be like a, a New England with a big thick. It's just like yeah. a smooth, easy drinking, but just as many dry hops you would have in a New England. Cause I'm getting that, yeah. like you it's said, juicy, it's still like juicy and soft yep. and like, yeah, like got that citrus. Does this fall, Mike, we, we've got some categories uh, on the pod, uh, like for example, your uh, cuckoo for cacao. Cacao, cacao. Yeah, um, that's that's a fun. That's one. a, <laughs> and actually, that doesn't even fall into the punch to the teeth. No, that's smooth. That's, that's yeah, I, I can't yeah. even. But I, I guess I said it because of the fifteen percent. Yeah, that's. But we have the punch to the teeth. Uh, does this fall into lawn mowing? Is this a? Yeah, it does. That's right. Yeah, I could drink. It's, yeah. it's like a lawn. Yeah, it's kind of like a lawn mower IPA kind of thing. Like yeah. You're, it's not with well, the. I think it's still like it's seven point four percent. So well, yeah. it's, it's, well, a lot of times my what? lawn gets a little <laughs> towards the end of the day. <laughs> the ones you see with the yard striping in circles. Yeah. That's that one. Well, yeah. he'll come. He'll come to the pod, and we'll get to the third segment, and we'll start talking. He's like, "Yeah, I did my lawn today." I'm like, "You did what? You 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 were a little sloshy when you when we started this thing. How? What's your lawn look like?" But uh, yeah, this is that's fantastic. Yeah. Figure eight in our lawn. And we're we're gonna slowly like, 
I do think uh, our sales on our 45er IPA, it's a West Coast IPA. I do think the West Coast style um, IPA category is going to start slowly coming back. Um, I think people might be getting fatigued on the the hazies and stuff and they they just I'm not they uh, <laughs> no they're they'll always be around like there was some people saying it was a fad and it's, it's not it's just like I do think people are going to start what one day sessioning no. more of like the the west coast style IPAs cuz I don't think they make you as full and I feel like you can session them a little bit better mm-hmm. um, a little less sweet too so I shorted you a little bit there Blake but sorry I've, I've had it I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay so. Thank you. Um, so, who comes up with the like? Is it just like a mad scientist thing where like uh, let's let's go with a little of this, a little of that, or is there a real system to or how do you pick your flavors? I guess the like, flavors. Okay, the flavors is um, there's a lot of profiles. I mean, and we listen to reviews and like look. We I mean we don't like I'm not going to base my business off of it, but. There's definitely flavor profiles that work, and we've honestly noticed, like, that's why New England's, I think, are actually really working in Michigan. People in Michigan tend to like uh, bigger body, sweeter body beers, we've noticed. So we can kind of manipulate, like, our, the brewing process to hit a certain body. And there's stuff we're like, if we're going to do a West Coast IPA, we're going to do a West Coast IPA and, right. and take it down to, like... As dry as my brother wants to go on it, so like, um, and we we do have beers finished. Uh, nah, don't worry about it. Dry when we need to, and like we can finish it off sweeter if we need to. Right, give it a little bit more body and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so, other thing is we have hop contracts, so um, there's certain core like we use a ton of Citra, uh, Mosaic. Yeah. Um, some of the core, the core ones that, and we do have our, I call them the hot girl hops. They're uh, the galaxies and like, oh, okay. right. I mean, like, cause I, so it's some of our beers, five, six pounds per barrel dry hop. Um, some of these hops are, so some of the contract hops are like 12, 13 bucks a, a pound. Some of these galaxy, the, the, the ones that are expensive. And you see it in the price point at the final product on the shelf. Some of those are running almost like 25, 20 to 25 bucks a pound. A depending, pound. Yeah. Oh. Depending on what the crop year is doing and what's right. going on. If you can even get them, Galaxy, you can even touch unless you wanted to pay 30 bucks, uh, pay 30 bucks a pound just a year or two right. ago. So, so um, you you have those contracts? Like you just don't go shop? No, we have like hundreds of thousands of dollars in contract commitments for hops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in in driving around northern Michigan in the last 10 years, you know, I've seen a lot of hop farms pop up. So is it a lot of that local now? Yeah, or? like hot. So, so shit. Um, what, right think? outside of Traverse City. Mo- most of these have some right. kind of like hops from just, uh, there's a hop farm from Hawks, um, 45th Parallel Hops. We use, there's always a dash of something in there for like either bittering hops, which is from the local farm. Okay. And then... Uh, the citrus and stuff are proprietary, so you have to get them from the Yakima Valley. So those come from like, gotcha. Yakima Chief and all those places. So there's hops that are they they they're solely to a farm, and they we have to get them through them. Gotcha. So there's no local citra option. I have a 
believe that a, a hot farm takes two years to mature. Yeah, so they put plants in. So the, everyone up here was doing like Centennial uh, and Cascade. I was thinking, I'm trying to think of uh, something like there was like a core three or four hops everyone was doing. Now they're pulling Simcoe's them up. pretty popular, but I don't know if that. No, do that's that not here. Up like here, but like, um, yeah, we use Simcoe. Um, but now they're using the one that they're shipping out is Michigan Copper. And the actual, the one that's a really different is Centennial. So Michigan Centennial is more citrusy in Michigan. When you go to over the Yakima Valley, the Centennial is like a little bit more earthy and like, okay. uh, yeah. like kind of piney kind of characters. Like, so like more dank. We'll say more dank. There you yeah. I use that word all the time and people <laughs> laugh at me. So they're a little like, dank. Like, depending on like the crop year, but like yeah. I would say if you're going to do them side by side and do a sensory on them, they're, sure. they're definitely you, you would yeah. tell the difference. You would probably say they weren't even the same hop, but so there's a difference. So okay, yeah. So we use some Michigan Centennial here, there, and yeah. it's, I don't know, we, we use a lot of stuff. I mean, if you go through our Murky series, and you guys yeah. were asking about the Murky series, the whole purpose of the Murky series is, give or take, it's about the same body, we'll tweak it a little bit each time, but the hot duos will go like at least two, usually, sometimes three, depending on what we want to do. Um, just to try to mess around with blends with like there's like I said my brothers I know a lot of like I know the beer but I he keeps up on the stuff last time I heard there's there's just hundreds of varieties of hops and he he has to keep track of those because I don't have time to do right like there's all these like code like 2xb59 uh, like he keeps track of all that stuff. He's like, "Hey, this one looks like yeah. it might be good. Can I yeah. get a contract of this so we can lock it in?" It's like, "Yeah," and so I'll sign the contract and yep. all that stuff. So, long story short, it's a hell of a lot harder to make the beer than it is for me to drink it. There is a lot. <laughs> there is a lot of effort that goes into making beer, and say something like Northern Lights or like something these light beers that you can't hide any flaws in. That is the hardest part. So what people don't, I think, completely understand is like, these are all just natural products we're using. So the crop, just think about an. Is that why there's a different taste? Like one day you'll have like, um, I noticed it especially with uh, Lost Coast uh, Fog Cutter. Okay. Like one six pack I get, it's like one of my favorite IPAs. And then the next six pack I get, it's like. This doesn't taste the might, same. It might be shelf life too, but like I'm not saying that they. But yeah, the, if it's big gaps between years that you've had it, yeah, po- possibly, it, yeah. Okay. So they might use the same hop, but the, the we'll try to manipulate the hop pitch to get it to the final product okay. that we need to get. Because some, like you do these hop sensories, and you say, um, I'll just look Michigan copper. One might be like. I don't know, like say whatever profile, some citrus profile, and then the next year could be like pickles or something. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just like it's all over the place. So when we're doing these beers, we're dealing with natural products. So like it, like a tomato or orange, maybe you have like a, a tomato plant. You always plant the same thing in each year. It's just different. 
Yeah, it comes out, they come out. Jeff. Sometimes growing there's like conditions. Yeah, yeah. growing conditions and like sure. so we have to manipulate and that's I like not to the hat. I know people don't want to hear it, but it, it is what it is. Like right, like the Budweiser well, yeah. Bud Light stuff. I can't. It's so hard to do that. Like I don't think people really understand how hard it is to make a beer like that. So it's uh with consistency. yeah with consistency. consistency. Yeah, I mean like it's it's so like so impressive that. Well, even, you know, the big story, if you, you know, uh, uh, business classes and, and um, you know, they talk about one of the things with McDonald's, for example. I mean, now, that's probably not a good example because it's not, it's not, quote, unquote, the best food. But the fact that people keep getting it is because it is exactly the same consistent. every time. And it's consistent. Yeah, and, you, and you know what you're going to get. And that, you remember from your that, That's how you make, like, a brewery yeah. name. Sorry, Emily. I don't know. I just said it's just the same food that you remember from your childhood. Yeah, it's just never different. It's like almost never changed. But but just saying, like you said, how hard it is to keep making Budweiser the exact same Budweiser or sixty years or how long is like yeah, it's like the same thing to make Budweiser all those years or Bud Light and it's coming out of. 11 or 12 different breweries and it all tastes the same. That's the, that's the crazy thing. And that's, yeah. I mean, it, because they have reverse osmosis machines and the water is the same at every brewery. Yeah. And I they mean, can do it where they can take it right down with the same quality of water that's in St. Louis to the same all over the country. And that, that's the thing where, like, we're lucky. We have, I don't know if you peek your head at the brewery, but we have really nice equipment for the size we had. We got the best Cadillac well, style stuff we could for, but Dave could dropped get. the ball. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, not so that, always disappoint. Yes, it did. So we, uh, you definitely made the Christmas card list. Sorry for and a lot of it, it's, we have actually really good water here. And then we have crazy filters at the brewery that we strip it down to zero. And so they're like, we take the water down to where we want to. My brother will build the water back up where he wants to for certain beers. So we manipulate the water on our end too. Sure. So that's the difference between say all the levels of the breweries. It's how badass you can get with your equipment. And, yeah. okay. and we have for a microbrewery besides getting up to like the bells and founders stuff, which have like, six lab people this that yeah. like like a full-blown like how my brother was at Ballas point oh. i went in and you're like they probably had a nicer lab than our hospital does like <laughs> you're like what the fuck is going on here there's like 12 people running around it was insane it was like white and, lab coats goggles oh yeah seriously oh, yeah. like it's like don't go into the, this area like um but yeah we we do that so, you, and I think it comes through in the consistency and the quality of our beer. Like, and I, yes. think, I think that's why we're doing well because it's kind of like, I mean, we have been open for five years, and I hope, I hope we're doing. I feel like yeah. we're doing. We're doing everything we can to have a consistent product, and have it be that if you see an Austin Brothers badge on a beer, that it's like I want to try that. There, yeah, the, I'm usually yeah. not disappointed, or it's. Going might not be my favorite, but I know yeah. it's going to be good. Oh, no. And it might be with your favorite beer out of. And according like, to yeah. the 13, 14, however, whatever Mike did with the. Oh, I got the list right here. Um, yeah, never disappointed. Yeah. Never just. And this, this Blood Brothers, um, I'm telling you what, this is going toe to toe with the uh, Blood Orange Honey. Um, yeah. See that? Yeah. I, I liked it. But like, if, if given the choice of another can, I'm taking the KVWN because the Blood Brothers is a little 
it's sweet. See, see, yeah, it's the orange. That, that, that's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. It's like, and you would be like, if those West Coast beer styles start coming back, which I th- honestly, I think my brother, like we don't have the opportunity. We haven't had the opportunity because when we got opened up, we started with 45er and that's just our flagship one. We haven't really got to mess around with high-end West Coast IPAs, which I think people might be shocked at what we can pull off in the future if there's mm-hmm. a market to sell it into. So we've been doing New England's and we're, we we can do those, but like for a beer style for you, if those start yeah. coming back, that would be something that it's I'm kind of excited for because there's a lot of um, the sweeter style beers do sell really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you gotta there is a market for these other drier yeah, beers. But you guys come out with enough that keeps me happy. So like I said, I mean, I... I, and I didn't dislike it. It's just I wouldn't drink yeah. one after the other. Yeah, you would go towards the yeah. the KBWN. And there's residual sweetness from the, the blood orange in there. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe getting towards one of the last questions. Now the cans. That's I've said before is one of the most Im- – I mean, obviously the beer is impressive, but I've always on the pod, like, I love the artwork. Who does that? Who is that – do you guys farm that out or do you guys do the uh, – <laughs> So my sales director puts all the labels together and he has no background in it. So he self-taught himself illustrator. Uh-huh. And then I, he takes it to me and I tell him what to do. So I do all the, I want this and he probably motherfucks me all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, cause he, he's busy. Like, we're all like we're really short-handed right now, and everyone's wearing a bunch of hats. But I mean, we'll tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. It's like, no, I want it like this. No, I want like I'll go. Okay, I want that mat. I want that translucent. For people listening to the podcast, um, yeah. there's there's shiny parts of our labels, yes, right. and I'll say I want this shiny. I want this mat. Right. Uh, so there's different textures and yep. and. So they play off each other, and I mean, there's. Yeah. <laughs> He'll come up with a, a generic. We have like a. You can see there's a pretty. There's there's a template like these ones are pretty temp like pretty close sure. to each other. You yeah, can yeah. kind of see. Yep. Um. So we'll go to that so template. The and the Blood Brothers. Are yeah. These are our seasonals are really close. Yeah. The one offs are more kind of like. Um, you can kind of see they're. Yep. They're there's a. They're close enough where that you can tell they're from us. Yep. But they're all like really kind of different. Yeah. And so, you've won awards for those, right? Yeah, Jim said we did. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> fries. Yeah, I'm, I'm dipping everyone's fries and right. oil and no, salt bay. They have won a packaging award with one of their... Yeah, I, I think Chris yeah. did say that. Yes. You showed me. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. But, I mean, you know, You're doing a great job. They do a great job with it. They, yeah. they do a lot of them. And, I mean, you look at the, the variety of labels they put out and... Not very many microbrewers put out this much variety in here. Oh, it, I know that's. And, you know. and you know, like I said before, and I don't, I don't know if I said this at the beginning of this segment, but um, I, you know, I told Mike one of the things he, when he and I, you know, it's my turn one week, his turn another week. When we go to the coolers or we're at the party store, it's you know, you're walking down and whatever catches your. Well, I haven't seen that can before. What's this all yeah. about? Yeah. And so. And the, and I mean, like that's that goes into like. Um, We'll say we have some 15 packs coming out. Um, we have some, we're going to have Northern Lights is going to be in a 15 pack. And once you get like 
this like crazy like big colors on the side that looks like the northern lights it's going to kind of i think it will catch your yeah, eye yeah and there's like some of the th like thought into that and then we have a um, ipa pack coming out that I, I i'm excited about i think people so we're going to have Kind of how Stone does like the IPA pack. Mm -hmm. We're going to have our IPA pack. Okay, great. It's going to have some, like a some variety? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, variety IPA pack. Yeah. It's going to be called, I think it's, I think that one's called Ostentatious. So, okay. Yeah. Great name. So, yeah. So, Ostentatious. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Chris came up with the colors and was like, well, the word Ostentatious needs to be freaking like in your face. So, I was like, get the, I, it's like a color like that. Right. It's like, hey, I, I want like a crazy yeah, orange. orange. Like right. crazy, yeah. Is there by chance you'll be on the packaging with no shirt or anything? <laughs> 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 no, it'll be the highest that <laughs> one. <laughs> that would win another award. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, the Brew Guys calendar edition for yeah. the packaging? <laughs> well, gentlemen, the um, guys. Unless you have anything for us, or and I don't, you know, I know you got a. Uh, oh, you want to try? Do you have time for the third? I just don't want. I don't. I want just to, uh, no. I'm good. Everyone's listening. I this was last minute. And oh, very, my daughter has a dance. That's rehearsal what I was going to say. I, I don't want. I don't want Austin Brothers to close down because we kept you long. I, I'll taste all of them yeah. if you want. <laughs> I bet so. I could finish a cherry bomb. All right, yeah, let's let's do, do the cherry bomb then. He's got 15 minutes. All right, I'm perfect. I'm keeping track. I, I All right, that's right. Like, when I when I go cut. <laughs> well, then Dave and like I say, Dave and I, the first twenty episodes, uh, we used to have to really monitor. It's like, and like Dave would go like this, and the more I drank, the, the more this got annoying to me. When you saw, he's like, "Fuck you! Don't tell me to hurry up." But uh, okay. oh, uh oh, 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 that's warm, huh? Yeah. Hold on, there's that cold. All right, that that was a cherry bomb. <laughs> These would be much better visually. <laughs> Here, Blake, you open that one. You're the professional. There we go. Thanks, fries and fourth beer. Yep. It has the secret fucking ketchup recipe. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the first question when she came back to the table was, uh, what is the ketchup's fantastic? What is in here? I, I swore it was applesauce, but because you had the apple vinegar and the apple vinegar, yeah, and uh, apple molasses cider vinegar. and yeah, yeah. I was wrong on the nutmeg. Man. And then um, yeah, we <clears throat> we make I would say ninety percent like we make our uh, we we cure our own bacon on half of the sandwiches, like the higher end sandwiches. We make our own bacon. Mm -hmm. I have a thousand gallon smoker coming. Uh, I got right. custom built in Missouri that is oh, wow. it's like 16 feet long. Like the one you would see like something like Franklin's barbecue, like the sure. stereotypical like. So you be able to do brisk and all that then, like full size, you know, like half slabs of whatever and something that big. Oh yeah, yeah. There's we're so busy. I have three smokers right now and I'm running them uh, like just to get for Memorial Day. I ran them 24 seven. Like I, I come in the middle of the night and like just flip them it's just fucking exhausting <laughs> like i don't have a choice like right yeah. the um yeah, open a brewery they said it'd be fun <laughs> open days tuesday through saturday is that just because you're shorthanded or is that your Two, yeah we used to be seven days a week pre-covid um and you know you get kind of stuck in the the Right, grind right. kind of thing. I would like to extend the hours, but I can't find enough people, and you have to run 
to extend hours up, I'd have to do shift splits, and that's 40% more employees. Right. I can't really just justify. I, I, it was COVID was nice because it was kind of like the. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. COVID was not too many people have said. COVID was a nice adjustment for our business yeah. to like step back and maybe go like, are we spinning our wheels in sure. certain places? Sure. Um, yeah, like uh, if we we got. Sometimes we, you get so we, busy. The, it sucked so bad for us, the whole COVID thing. Like, I don't even want to get into it, but we went from 44 employees down to five. And we're back up to 20, and I'm kind of stuck there. And I think if I could get a couple more people and extend hours just a little bit, might right. go up to, like, we're um, 12 to 8 right now. But, like, it made I think we're just going to run five days a week. Uh, everyone seems way happier at work because there's yeah. – not the stresses of running seven days a week. We can do little projects on Sunday, Monday. At yeah. the and brewery, Monday, we probably need... figured probably was a slower day anyway. But... It was, and uh, Tuesdays have actually kind of made up for Mondays because oh. Tuesdays have turned almost into a Friday. So, like, it's kind of like, so I, I, everyone's happier. It's way less stress. There's two off days, and I think it's just a nice simplification. And it sucks for weekends like this where, but, like, there honestly, there's only, like, two months where um, it's just batshit crazy. And then everyone's like, you need to expand. It's like, well, come on fe February <laughs> right. on a Wednesday. <laughs> right. Like you can sit right. wherever you want to. <laughs> right. So, I mean, um, the the tourism part like definitely pops us up. And we're doing stuff in the beer garden because it's open. Like, like we're going heavy on the beer garden this summer. Yeah. We're putting that smoker out there. Mm -hmm. But it was nice to really look at the business and go, like, is it worth it mentally? And, like, everyone, uh, like, there was just so much strain on me to yeah. run seven days a week. And I think it's easier. I have a, I can take Sundays off. Um, you mean you get to see your kids? Yeah. <laughs> they don't well, call the mailman dad anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you got a dad? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I have a one and a half year old and an eight year old, and um, well, say their names. Cool. Let's put it oh, out there. Tilly and Ellie. Tilly and Ellie. Wife Who's got the dance recital? Uh, Ellie does. Ellie. Yeah. <clears throat> Good luck, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, so really, what's happened to? Because you know, I'm older than all of you. No. And I remember where businesses only ran Monday through oh. Sunday, Saturday. I was thinking that. Yeah, and they, I was thinking know, everybody that. was shut down on Sunday, except for maybe your gas stations. Yep. But I mean. Everything, that's how the world ran. And I had a retailer in Harper Springs, Michigan, and he said, if I can't make money in six days, then I shouldn't be in business. Exactly. And he was always shut down every Sunday. That was his day off. That was, um, there's a McDonald's supermarket in yep. Bad Axe. was the same way. Yep. And then they when Walmart got there, then they eventually went, Seven days, but then they eventually closed. But yeah, for forever they were open Monday through Saturday. Yeah, and that, that's the is whole thing. Where is it better to be open seven days? I'm not sure. I think everybody, nobody was hurting for anything. I like a Sunday brunch. Uh, I can, I know for a fact, restaurant gross sales are way better with with seven days a week. But if you just have everything adjusted for five, yeah. like. Would I make more money being open seven days a week? Yeah, absolutely. But it's 
it's not all about money. Right. Yeah, like, we were talking with Jim last night about sustainability and relationships and keep, you know, not only making your customers happy, but your employees yeah. happy. And I would sure, I'm sure some customers would be super pumped if we were open seven days a week and they can, they're passing through town yeah. and it happens to be on a Monday. I, it, it, it is what it is. Like, um, it, we, you can only right, do right, so right, much. Yeah, exactly. But if you're ser- like your servers, like you're you're down people right now. But you know, and anybody listening to this and can identify with it right now. But like last night, um, gosh, can't remember her name. But you know, but if it would have been her seventh day in a row and she came to the table and was like, "Can I help you?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And just look like she'd been dragged behind a car. For, well, for the last month, so short in northern right. Michigan. You just need, you need those days yeah. to yeah. Of. Exactly. It's like we we all live up here for like the summers, and if you have to work all the time, then what's what's the point? Right. Well, we so, talked about going fishing. Yeah. Last year for the whole year, and you never got away. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> yeah. That was taught us one thing. It taught us that we had to adjust. Yes. And, yeah. You know, and I found so I've had store owners tell me that you know I've had to adjust. I've had to cut my hours. I've had to cut my people, but I've been able to sustain. I've been able to become more profitable because, you know, I don't need to be open till midnight in a convenience store. I've been closing down at 7 or 8 because that's all the people I have. And she said, you you know, you're staying open for the customer, but it's really not the best thing for the business. Right. And people, if COVID is, we've learned a lot through COVID, and not all of it's been bad. There's been yeah. some good things we've had to learn and adapt to. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, talk, our me personally, slow down, take some time for yourself, which right now is not happening, but, well, you're <laughs> but like, up for the like summer. during, during, I got, I just, I got back from, um, like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill myself through summer, like, I can make it, like, mm-hmm. um, summer, summer, make it through, stockpile, we always lose money in February because, we keep all the staff on and like we just sure. it, we always lose money it's fine um so we get all work for the summer to make sure everyone's cool for winter yep and then um yeah we 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 just make sure like i, I went on a vacation that's i got to go on a vacation and that's yeah the you do the thing that makes you like be able to like feel lucky it was like oh, not some people I, I got to go see some family and stuff so there you go we're cool. uh pretty i'm fortunate i got to do that and now we are shorthanded and and it's busy season so there was like the small window we had sure. some some family members in uh in bad health that it was like kind of a farewell tour to oh, someone gotcha. i don't know it's one of those people i will not see ever again so sure, sure. it was kind of so I promised my wife was like we have to go like now, so we, um, with all the COVID stuff, we uh, uh, we're making sure everyone's good. Like any problems, everyone's healthy. Okay, I'm going, and I told my wife on Saturday night, hey, we're going on vacation. Pack. We loaded up my truck with my one and a half year old, eight year old, and we drove to California. Nice. Yeah, during That's not yeah. A no, <laughs> no. So, and so we cross country drove. 
got to my in laws. Yeah, like I, it, it was gnarly. Like it was not fun. <laughs> so crying babies, like yeah, yeah. Down to five minutes too. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, so did that and lucked out. Everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just taught me to slow down and and yeah, kind of. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. What is it? You and one brother, or are there, are there two brothers? Me and my brother, and then yeah. there's uh, my dad's. Oh, the, okay. So there's three owners: my dad, right. and then me. And well, my you, the three, the three, of you are doing a fantastic job. Uh, the, we went to the food. That was the first and only time I've had the food, which was delicious. And like I said, Dave could pull up the episodes. We've had twenty beers. Love them all. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Anybody listening, you're in the Alpena area, 821 West Miller Street in Alpena, Michigan, Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 8 for now. Plan on the Tuesday through Saturday being that's in stone. Maybe stay open a little hey, later. Hey, actually, uh, Tuesday through Saturday is in, in stone probably probably forever. Okay. Um, and then, and then uh, we'll, I'll try to push Friday and Saturday to maybe to 9. Okay. If I can get the if I can get the commitment from everyone to, right. like I'm going to leave it up to the employees. Like, do you in are what, we okay with going an extra hour? In, sure. Cherry bomb is the bomb. Is the bomb in which is weird for me because of the the tart flavor. It's typically not what I drink, but I love this. Yeah, it's there's a little residual sweetness, but the Montmorency cherry, it actually has a tart character that yep. helps cut the sweetness. So right. that was that that. Cherry variety is on purpose to okay. not yep. be your stereotypical like fruit beer that's like hard for some people to swallow because it's like a like a some of them get like almost like a shandy but yeah that, this, okay, is that nice, perf- that's, this is nice this is nice nice balance where like the tartness kind of cuts the sweetness. Um, yeah. And the final thing before so we know protocol while we were waiting we just had a you know a pager we were waiting could I could we have walked up somewhere and got a beer or do um, we just wait? Or right wait? then, no. Okay. That's in, like we weren't sure. And we just. Wait. I don't know that's when it. this gets released, but probably in two weeks, yes. Okay. So that bar out there, that's the whole purpose of that. There won't be a line anymore. It's like, hey, go over, see the uh, outside bar. Right. That'll probably actually be the hostess stand. Yeah. So perfect. someone will direct you like, hey, a hostess over there. You can grab a beer and then go okay. wait in the beer garden. So in the June Perfect. 14th-ish? Yep, June, middle of June. Middle of June. It's, it's going to be... Okay. The waiting area will be the beer garden. There's going to be a bunch of... Uh, we're adding like seven covered uh, gazebo right. things out there. The picnic tables will be set up with umbrellas. So you guys got... We weren't ready for Memorial Day just and because... We had a wonderful experience. It wasn't actually that warm enough to do it anyway. Right. right. But, yeah, we're getting geared up for, hey, cool. fast yeah. casual, come get your beer at the bar and go grab Perfect. a table and All wait. Right. Well, thank you, everybody. Yep. Jim, thank you. This is great. Jim, thanks Pleasure. for coming in here, opening your place up, giving us a place. Blake, thanks for taking time out. Nice thank meeting you. you. And good luck at your dance recital. Oh. <laughs> well, technically, not really I'm going to I'm in charge of the baby holding and exiting when needed because right. she's sassy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, right. Emily. Thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dave, for setting this all up. Thanks, Blake. Emily, thank you. Thank you. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Blake and Jim, Emily and Dave up in Alpena, Michigan, because uh, Dave and I can't be any more grateful had a spectacular time wonderful holes i mean i think is it just me or did, did the four of us because uh 
Shelly and Liz also came with us, but they didn't go to the interview. Yeah, they didn't right. go. The, they didn't go to the interview or the tasting. But um, we weren't in Alpena for twenty four hours. But it seemed like we didn't we pack three days worth. Of I, and it was. It did <laughs> seem know, like that. No, like we there, there, there three days. And, and the thing about it is, they're they're awesome people. I mean, they're sincere, um, friendly. Um, you know, giving of their time. So, I mean, that's, that's what made it kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. And it was, so hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that interview. And if you didn't, fuck you. It's, it, that's on you. Oh, that, that, that's that would, not on you. That's on that you. Would be, that would be my fuck you. If that, yeah, like someone said, you know, they didn't enjoy the interview. Yeah. You know, that interview, you probably shouldn't do that on the pod. Well, sorry. Fuck yeah, you. exactly. Um, all right. So because, because we were so, ransacked and i'm gonna give preemptive warning that ruby has seen the dog in the neighbor's yard so there could be some barking here shortly because she's she's posed to like strike it strike strike at any minute right now but (laughs) so anyway i apologize in advance but um so again emily was courtesy you know courtesy courtesy i don't know courteous fucking speak stupid Courteous. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Say it, Dave. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue tied. Emily courteous. was. Emily was courteous. No, Curtis. Courtesy. I, I'm fucking tongue tied. Like I'm having a stroke here, right? Live or not live on a. Emily was it the night? Was it the no, nine a.m. tasting? Is that no, what's getting it, to you? No. Was it? Was it she, great? She was courtesy enough. That doesn't even make sense. What is courteous it? enough? Courteous, not courtesy. Courteous. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, I, okay. I, you said it right. I said it wrong. I'm like, what in the fuck is well, going I on? Kind of, I, I just had a brain. Just trying you know, to figure out what the hell a, you're trying had, to say. I had a hop lock on a word. <laughs> hop lock to a brain lock. She was uh, courteous enough to give us some samples to go. Oh yeah. So, for our third tasting, the the pod first ever. Screw your neighbor, if you will. Ruby, get in the house, you're annoying you. All right, sorry about that. So, do you want the beer on the left or the right, Dave? Uh, I want the beer on the left. All right, the beer on the left is the Mango Smoothie IPA. And by Austin Brothers, of course. Mm-hmm. And I am going to drink Austin Brothers cranberry pomegranate ghosts mm-hmm. in the way flights football and anything else at fff epod is going to work is we're going to pour clink glasses first drink and at first drink you're going to basically play or pass because you are you're my guest at the north studio so right if you really like your smoothie you stick with it, and then you rate your smoothie. I rate my ghost. If the smoothie sucks, right, we pass it. If I'm spitting it on your fence here, then exactly. Yeah. So, so the first tasting of screw your neighbor. Actually, you know, I guess we're kind of neighbor. Screw your podcast host. Whatever. <laughs> Screw somebody. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Well, 
Sorry, I had to take a second tasting. Hmm, am I am I more curious? Because I, I I mean I'm not ready to give this up, but am I more curious on what that tastes like? Hence uh, the game, you know that like the card game. Screw your neighbor. Do you do you pass that card to the next cranberry, person? Cranberry mango. I guess I'm more of a I'm more of a mango person than I'm a cranberry person. I'm gonna stick with what I've got. All right, fair enough. All right, so I don't think we've discussed what we've been watching lately. And I'm gonna I'm in since episode seventy five, Liz and I have speedballed through season four of Billions. Again, hey, I, I don't need to blow smoke up anybody's ass. We love it. It's fantastic. If you're not willing to watch it, it it's more of a you issue than a billions issue. But I'm telling you right now. I'm very leery of starting episode five. Number for two oh. re, for two reasons. Episode, Por, episode five. I'm sorry, season five. Season five. Why is that? For two reasons. Number one, it's it, right now. It's only seven episodes because they shut it down when COVID hit. Yeah. And they have since revamped it because I like. I think I brought up in uh, episode seventy four or seventy five that they um, Janine Garoppolo. Owns a uh, marijuana dispensary, yada, yada, yada. And she's a character. And so I, I don't know if I like the pause of the season five. But more importantly, I don't like the way they're treating my man. <laughs> Bobby Axrod. I mean, he, he's, show, he, he's showing weaknesses. And people are teaming up against him. And if you watch the series, it's like, oh, it, I, I mean, I know it. it my OCD, my personality, my demeanor is such that um, I get I get when if I'm into a show, I'm into a show, and I yeah, and I just don't like the the setup. I don't like and I'm and I'm too nervous because you think they're gonna screw over your favorite character? Yes. Okay. And, and but he's he's been like you know, with along with uh, Chuck Rhodes Jr. Uh, played by Bart Giamatti, he's a lead, and uh, I don't even know the actor's name who plays Bobby Axrod, but and he's the lead. So you're guessing the two of them are going to continue through the series, but that's not how you watch a series. I mean, when you when you really get into a series, it, you're invested. I mean, you, you escape from your day to day reality, and it's like. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. mean, and that's what makes a great movie, a great sitcom, a great show. If you can just put your I and mean, invest your, in, oh, yeah. invest yourself into it, right? It makes it because if, if you if you, you just, feel yourself you, exhale, you exactly. Know, like that, yeah, because yeah, if you're just gonna watch a show like, well, this is fake, that would never happen. Yeah, that's stupid. Well, then don't watch fucking TV because that's what TV is. It's a, a release, an escape, and. Season five ended, and um, Taylor Mason. No, there's no spoilers here, but Taylor Mason is a transgender. Which, by the way, Billions does a fantastic job because Bobby Axrod always refers to Taylor Mason as they, which is the political correct way, right, to discuss a transgender person, and. 
at he beat her near like the end of season four. He beat her, but then like it ended with her with an edge on him, and I just can't bear it. I just I don't know if I can watch season five because if Taylor Mason beat Bobby Axelrod. I don't know what I'll do. I may be I may be looking for ropes that are very frayed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a, a Nancy Kerrigan, you know, they're going to do another Nancy Kerrigan kind of a, oh, my leg. I can't see Bobby Axelrod doing that. <laughs> Would Bobby Axelrod be the one? He'd, doing... be, he'd be the one getting hit in the shins with a light. Oh, light. yeah, I can. Axe wouldn't do that. Although I do see Axe and um, or he gets hit in the back of the head and gets knocked out. No, I then see. Axe, to... I see. I do see Axe and uh, Jax Teller's wife from Sons of Anarchy getting together because there's just subtle moments of that she realizes that. I guess this is, this isn't really a spoiler alert. I mean, you really got to be in tune to the series to see it, but she's Bobby sees stuff in her. That even her own husband doesn't see. No, right. So he's got and, he's and, got and, the inside track. And and they've been they it was a, it's been strictly a working relationship for all these years, and then but anyway, I'm reading between the lines. Other series I watch and I just cannot figure it out. City on the Hill. I do not know what happened. It's done. They're not sure if they're doing a season three. It ended at eight episodes. And they fulfilled and closed nothing. It's like, are you, like, did Kevin Bacon die? I don't know what happened. I mean, talk about anticlimactic. You know, like, Liz and I, like, right. it's like, all right, because we had two, what Liz and I typically do when we're watching series, we like to time it out. So we watch at least two at a time. So, like, let's say it's a 12 episode season. Yeah. We don't watch. 9, 10, and 11, because if you watch 9, 10, 11, you just, you got to watch 12. I mean, you you don't leave the cliffhanger. Right. That's the beauty of Netflix, Amazon Prime, yada, yada, yada. So, so you know, we had two episodes left of Billions to watch, but we didn't have enough time in the night because it was a Friday night, and I was, yeah, I got to get up early on Saturday, whatever, whatever. So, like, all right, well, let's watch City on the Hill. Episode, we've seen episode eight, What's episode eight was May seventeenth? But what what's going on? Why isn't the episode? So Liz Google's it and nope. Episode eight was the season. That's it. And there's no there's no plans of season three. And it's like well they didn't fucking end end anything. I mean it just it just ended. So you, I mean, like so. Dur- like in the credits or something you might have turned it off. But there was like a, a little segment in the within the credits like a, the end of a Marvel movie where it it just said well. Every, you know, everybody went on with their life and lived out. No, it, it went to the credits and then went to suggested viewing. <laughs> and, and that was, I mean, so really enjoyed City on the Hill. But if you're going to end it that way, I'm going to rescind everything I've said for the last, uh, we're in 70, since let's say 66. Don't bother because the fucking series ends and it, you don't, yeah. it's just ended. Yeah. Well, maybe the producers just went, oh, shit. We didn't, yeah, we're we didn't out of watch money. the account. We ran out of money. Damn it. Can't pay anybody. Sorry. So the only thing we're the only thing I watched, uh, uh, Shelly's getting ready for um, the next season, the third season of Yellowstone. So Kevin Costner's yep. Yellowstone. So 
Uh, we watched uh, the last three episodes just to get like a Dances with Wolves, but nothing like it. Yeah, just exactly <laughs> like Dances with Wolves, except very different. <laughs> it, it, listeners, you had to go back a while for that one. Um, yeah, new listeners wouldn't even get no, that. They were like, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> you guys are losing it. But uh, no, nothing else besides that. I can't think of anything else. That, uh... No? No, um, no. Oh, the one thing I do want to watch, uh, HBO Max, The Friends Reunion. I always, Friends was like a segue to Seinfeld Yeah. way back in the right. day. I know two different shows, but, you know, I, and I'm not even sure, now I'm not even sure they were on the same night. I don't give a fucking, don't fucking fact check me, Fish, it don't matter. But <laughs> I always, but I did watch Friends, but it wasn't my favorite show. But now there is a uh, Friends Reunion. Yep. And HBO Max. I've, I've heard about that. Yeah. So I, I am I am going to watch it just because I watched so many episodes of Friends many many years ago. Right. Hey, Central Perks, baby. I, in fact, I had a Central Perks T-shirt. I think Liz got it for me. Yeah. Nice. No. Yeah. I, no there ain't nothing just fucking cooler than a Central Perks T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. The listener. No. Um. I do not have a Central Perks t-shirt, and I probably will not be watching Friends, but uh, if there's ever a... Did you watch it when it was out? Eh, kinda. Right. Yeah. No, fuck you. You're not invited to our Friends reunion special (laughs) at our house, then. Well, we don't have HBO Max, so McKenna and her friends might be coming over to... That's why I said, yo. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think it's time for the random question, Dave, and tonight's random question is actually a random question... With the twist of dare to it, and it's not even really a dare because I'm keeping my clothes on, Mike. You got to do it. All right, never mind. Show's <laughs> over. I rate this beer once. See ya. <laughs> God damn it! I thought that was my end to see you naked. <laughs> um. All right. What would you sing at karaoke night? No. Oh. That's the random question. Yeah. And the <clears throat> follow through is. Let's hear what you got. Um. Oh boy. Oh my God. What would I sing? <laughs> I don't know. Um. Hmm. Not "Welcome to the Jungle." Welcome to the jungle. Nah. I'm not. I don't have the right pitch. I can't do that one. Um. Shoot. Uh. Da 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 da. Wow. See, if you would, the random question is always at the third tasting. It's so hard to come up with stuff on the spot after three tastings. Uh, Maybe I need a drum roll. Maybe I need pressure. Or do you want me to go first? Maybe. I don't know. The only thing that's coming to mind is Lean on Me, but that's kind of dumb. That's not like really a good karaoke song. That's a dumb. That's actually that's a horrible a, karaoke song. That's a horrible song. karaoke song. It's <laughs> a horrible karaoke. <laughs> um, you would clear the fucking bar with that much. But Even if you, I, I mean, unless you were spot lean on, on me. <laughs> unless you were spot on <laughs> with your rendition. You would be like, I mean, in fact, you may get something thrown at you. You drop Lean on Me on karaoke. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's singing Lean on Me? What? Well, wait a minute. That's actually pretty good. Um, no, there's a. It's not a karaoke song, but it's a song I keep listening off of the Bob and Tom CD I've got in my car. It's uh. uh does anybody want to go out drinking with me tonight? Or I can't remember the exact title of it, but you should have seen me last night when I. 
I fell down laughing and I stumbled down a flight of metal stairs. <laughs> went crashing to the went crashing through the window at the VFW hall. Stumbled over a pile of metal chairs. Went crashing through the oh shit. I, I can't remember. I think, I think at that's that not point, a, that's I not think, a karaoke. I think at some point somebody can say, Play lean on me. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got to practice more before you have these random questions. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. What's yours? I have probably <laughs> four that I could go to. All right. But I think, because if I'm doing karaoke, my goal is to not really look at the teleprompter. Okay. And you, many of our listeners don't have this luxury, but you have actually heard this. Okay. And I'm going to roll with, well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers, and I loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty, and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. All right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, and the thrill we never. Anyway. And then it got clean, you close it and then, but we keep getting richer, but we can't get our picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, want to buy five copies for my mother? Yeah, so, yeah, so that would be my go-to. And the other one I had, I had it down to was, in, though, at this stage in the game, I would probably have needed the teleprompter for cover of the Rolling Stone. Sober, I would just have needed the beat of the music in my ear. Right. The other ones would have been, um, seen her in a smoky room, smell of wine and cheap perfume. Um, and then the other one is, uh, and I just don't know how it's, I, I, I'm drawing a blank on how it starts, but uh, you play along with the charade. That doesn't mean it needs a reason to change. You know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably me. And she's watching with those eyes. And she's loving him with that body. I just know it. But oh, I don't know how Jesse's Girl starts. What is the first line of Jesse's Girl? Oh, um, it's got the beat. It's got the... Maybe you, Maybe you did it right. Is that the first? I don't think that's the first line. No, I don't. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Good so, random question. It went really good random, random question. Random question with a twist. Yeah. Um, all right. Wish I was more lyrical. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, little, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm making cats. Duck, duck. But when I <laughs> sing a song, the goal is if I can know, if I know the words, Right. I don't give a fuck how it sounds. My goal is to know the words. And like I said, Outside of two hop locks, two fog cutters, a Stefan Merquel, and a cranberry pomegranate ghost, I know the words to cover <laughs> the Rolling Stone. They, I'm impressed. They, they were a little bit slurred after all that concoction. But um, I'm impressed. So now, typically, the host will do the third rating first. But since this is technically the second rating, mm-hmm. you're gonna go. You know, you're gonna go first because our listeners. Right, I'm really happy I stuck with this. The mango is excellent. Um, it is a mango smoothie IPA. 
you've got enough bitterness there. You've got enough of the, the hop coming through um, to let you know that it is an IPA. But there's a lot of mango. It's very sweet. Uh, those people that don't like a sweet beer probably would not enjoy this. Um, I'm going to take this. Yeah, the closer I get to the bottom, I've got about maybe one or two pulls left. Uh, the more I enjoy it, which is always a good sign in a beer. So, uh, I don't know that I can hit the four point. I don't know if I can hit the four point. It's very close though. You know what? Forget it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 4.0. All right. Um, and you're right in line with the fine folks. What do they say? Uh, 2,601 check-ins untapped was 3.91. So you're right in line with that. Yep. All right. So now as I queue in, I'm going to queue it up before I give my rating. I've got the cranberry pomegranate goals. And now if we would have started with this. Yeah. This is probably one of my least favorite Austin Brothers entries. But given the fact that we drank the Hoplock first. Right. And I had um, two Lost Coasts talking to my oldest son and a couple of his buddies. Yeah. This is a, a, a very nice change of pace because it goes, the Hoplock is boom, hop IPA. Uppercut. Tyson uppercut, and the, the the this ghost is like a more, all right, you know, get in the corner, on the stool, time to breathe, you know, you just get ready, <laughs> right, okay, just get good ready. Good analogy, good yeah, analogy. Get, get ready to go back to that. So, like I said, I I would starting with this, this is probably a two six, but I am going to give it following the hop lock. I'm going to give it a three three three, and. Let me still continue my search on yeah. Untapped just to see where I fall with the rating there. And um, all right, well, fuck. I, I typed it in. I cannot find it. So well, I'll have to Google later the, the goals. But I'm going to go 3.33, and I'll see if I can come up with the uh, Untapped for episode 77 at the South Studio. Yeah, I don't know if I can come up with it. No, probably not. Yeah. I, you know what? I may not even spelled pomegranate right because you know, <laughs> after two hop locks, you know, spelling's had uh, is not at a premium. Uh, but there it is. Got it. All right. What do you got? What do, what do they got? Oh, now this one is also relatively new, or should be only three hundred and seventy-three check-ins. Three point seven eight. All right. Well, that wasn't too far off. No, so. I mean, I mean, you're not a sour guy anyway. Right. Yeah. You, but you, like, and like, like I said, if we were to started with this, yeah, it's probably about a two and a quarter. Right. But coming off a, a double, hoplock IPA. Sure. This is like, all right, this is almost like my water break. You know, you sure. know how like some people say, drink water when you're yeah, yeah. to stay hydrated. Uh-huh. I'm staying hydrated <laughs> with the pomegranate <laughs> grow ghost. But be that as it may. As I look down on the bottom of my not a big deal spit and chickless glass, I can see I'm out of beer. 
And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Oh, I don't believe it. Nah, nah, uh, uh, don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, Sugar. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we love everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. $10,000 a show, right? We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we never know is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover.